Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I am Dr. Derek Williams, and just want to thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope everyone had great holidays and you are deep back into the grind, into the new year. Hope everyone has goals for the new year and for what you want to accomplish this year. I know that I do. If you haven't, go back and look and listen to, you know, some of the podcasts that we've done in in the past couple of years around December and January as far as setting goals and pushing yourself to new heights. I'm excited for today's podcast and I want to share a little bit with you over the holidays we spent time with family in Utah. My brother-in-law, Mike, gave me a book for Christmas, and it is called Never Finished by David Goggins. If you don't know who David Goggins is, you need to wake up. This is his sequel. This is his second book. So go and read his first book. It's called Can't Hurt Me. And if you just want an intro to his book, and life, go back and listen to episode 29, where Justin and I share our thoughts about his book and uh, what inspired us about him. And partly, I shared what I didn't like about his mentality and his book. But today, I want to share part of his book that really struck me. It's going to go along with the idea of having a new year and new goals and and, uh, everything along those lines. One thing that was really cool from his book is he talks about the process of writing his first book, Can't Hurt Me. He talks about trying to find a publisher and really no one was willing to publish his book. He was turned down quite a bit. And and even when he found someone, they really didn't think that it would sell many copies. So as all this was going along, he finally got it published and it was kind of hitting shelves and stuff like that. He was heading to his girlfriend's family's place uh, for Christmas. He wasn't really happy about it he says that he never really enjoyed Christmas. As a kid, it never was really anything meaningful because of his his childhood. And so even as an adult, he, he doesn't like the feeling of being, you know, in a comfortable house or, or cabin cuddled up by the fire. And, you know, he feels like sometimes it feels like he just thinks all of life should just be a crazy hard grind. It's funny because sometimes I just want to reach through the book and grab him by the ears and say, David, life doesn't have to be 100% pain. You can enjoy yourself a little along the way. So David, if you're listening to this, call me up. Let's have a chat. So while he's in the airport, they're waiting to leave, go to his girlfriend's family's house for Christmas. His girlfriend starts seeing the results of the book on her phone and starts getting notifications. And I think it was at this time that he finds out that he's he's high enough on the list that he is going to be a, a New York Times bestseller. And this it sounds like this moment just kind of came crashing down on him. He describes the shock, the strange feeling of of success and reward after grinding for so long and not having a ton to show for it. And then all of a sudden he's on his way to you know fame and fortune. Well, as you know, David Goggins has had heart problems and it turns out that this, it sounds like this, you know, mental shock actually sent his heart into AFib. He ended up having to spend the night in the hospital and they 
after trying several different ways and being unsuccessful, being able to get his heart back into rhythm, they had to shock his heart back into rhythm. He talks about just <laughs> how scared he was of, of that moment because of being aware of heart problems and the possibility of this. He knew that this could possibly be coming for some time when he went into AFib and knew that the other things weren't working. He knew he was going to have to be shocked while he was awake and he was pretty terrified of it. You'll have to read the book of his experience, but the the chapter heading of of that chapter is Merry Effing Christmas, and I'm making it a little bit nicer there. Thus the title of this podcast. If you're familiar with David, you know that he runs ultrathons, which an ultrathon is anything longer than a marathon, but typically they're, you know, somewhere around 100-mile races. He shares an experience of running one after he hadn't run one in a while. After the success of his book, he started speaking engagements and, you know, kind of doing a lot of, I don't know, maybe what you would consider more of like a a corporate lifestyle or or a successful person's lifestyle, you know, not really pushing himself super hard physically. And uh, he received an invitation by someone to run this event in Colorado for a charity cause. And he really struggled with finding the motivation to, to make the decision to, to do it. He, he knew that he probably should, but he knew about the recent heart problems he had. He was training at sea level and the race in Colorado was going to be, you know, very high altitude and knew that that was going to be you know, a a lot more stress on his heart. So, you know, he felt like he had every reason in the book to back out. And I think partly because of that, he felt like he should accept the invitation and go. And he did end up, end up doing that. So he spent a couple months training and then he went to Colorado to participate in the race. He had a friend run as a pace setter with him for the last half of the race, approximately. I don't know for sure, but it sounds like this may have been the first time he ran with a pace setter. And if you don't know, a pace setter is just someone that is is running ahead of you trying to help you keep up with them. If uh, you can watch, there's a documentary on Eliud uh, Kipchoge, the man who's like the best marathon runner on the planet right now. And he's been trying to break the two-hour limit and uh, he had pace setters run with him which i think is is not legal in in marathons um but he's had cars with lasers anyway go and watch that it's really interesting but this was interesting for me to to think about as well because he ran with a, a pace setter who uh, was able to run the, the last half it was one of his friends and his name was TJ but his friend was had had fresh legs and he can motivate David to keep up and to push hard the last half. And at first, it was a huge motivation to David. It, it helped him to go at a faster pace than he could have on his own. And his pace setter could help point out to him some opportunities that he could make up ground without much more effort because he kind of had this outsider perspective. And I couldn't help but relate this to coaching. There are so many times that I've worked with clients and 
because I have fresh legs, so to speak, I have an outside perspective. I've gone down their same road before. I can step in and provide some insight and guidance for how they can increase their profit and production while expending the same amount of energy or maybe even less at times. So sometimes we just need an outsider to help us see what is possible. If we know that others are doing more, it helps us to raise our vision, helps us to envision those things so that we can push ourselves to reach greater heights. I've had almost all of my clients see record levels of production during the first few months in working together. Why do you think that is? And I I don't know 100%. I mean, I don't know that we ever know for sure, but I'm going to share some of my thoughts on that. There's definitely planning and strategy that goes into those those peaks and, and reaching new heights. But it starts with combining our, our big picture vision with our day-to-day goals. When we know what we want to achieve for the year, we can work backwards to reverse engineer our daily goals. So for example, I know you've heard me run through this before, but let's say that we want to hit 1.5 million in collections and we collect 98% of our adjusted production and we want to work 160 days. If we know just those three, those three things, then we can work backwards and do the math and know that we need to hit an average of $9,566 per working day in the office. This is the number that we have to be hitting each day or that we have to hit on average. Then we know where we're at each month. And if we track it, we will know when we're on track and when we need to push harder. And in a sense, this number acts as a a pace setter. If David could know his overall time and could could work backwards, he would be able to know what he needed to reach every mile, what time his he needed to reach with each mile, and also how far each of his steps needed to be based on the section of race. And obviously that's a little bit too complicated in that situation, but that works really well in dentistry with what our goals are financially. When something falls apart on the schedule or you know we're falling behind, our commitment to this number can kick us in the butt and we have to start looking at opportunities to grow and improve. And it, what's cool is that those numbers that I gave you, if we do the math, we can come down to an exact number, that $9,566 per day. And obviously the numbers are going to be different for everyone based on where you're at, what your goals are, how much you're wanting to stretch, how many days you're working and that so forth. But if you can use that as an example, that's a, that's a great way to help you to set up your own goals. I've done several podcast episodes about increasing production and looking at different ways to add same day treatment and increase your new patient numbers and amount of treatment planned uh, and, and so on. These are all great ways to grow, but it starts with your goal and your pace setter number. But on that note of seeing clients see record-breaking numbers quickly in the coaching process, there's also an aspect that's strictly about helping them see what's possible. It's this mental aspect that's not so much 
the the planning and the nitty gritty, but it's simply about envisioning reaching those greater levels and believing that it's possible then and that you can hit that. So back to David Goggins. Eventually, he started outrunning his pace setter and he felt like his pace setter was holding him back. And his pace setter, like I said, his name his, his friend, his name was TJ. TJ realized that and he told David to go on ahead without him. And so he did. So then with no pace setter, he simply had to push himself to the best of his ability. He had no one to keep him accountable except for himself. No one to help him keep a certain pace, only his own personal perception of exertion and effort. And he ended up finishing with a, a great time and once again performed at you know a Goggins type level. I've experienced this, you know, without sounding too uh, high and mighty. I've experienced this in my own practice. Early on, it was easy, easy to find others to latch on to, to help me push myself to the next level. But after years of growth, I found that there were fewer and fewer around me at the same level. It's possible that I could have found other ways to grow. For example, I could have expanded my practice. I could have brought on an associate, purchased another practice, but that wasn't the direction that I wanted to go. I prioritized spending time with my family and putting additional efforts that could have gone into growth, into investing in real estate and coaching others through the lifestyle practice. And I'm thrilled with my decision. I love where I'm at in life and I'm grateful every day for the opportunities that I have. But because I wanted to continue to kind of push the boundaries in my own practice as a solo doc working three days a week, that became pretty difficult. There's not a lot of, of docs doing this that are performing at a, at a pretty high level. And so what I learned is that it came down to eventually after I, I couldn't have a pace setter to look up to, I had to create my own pace setter number. And that's what I've been doing for the last several years and holding myself accountable. So I want the focus of this episode to be on helping those of you out there listening to see the value of a pace setter and find a way to get them on your team. You will go so much farther with someone like that on your side than you would on your own. There's a time and a place for everything. We live in a in a very exciting time in the history of the world where we can connect with just about anyone on the planet. Oh my gosh, I still when I think about it, I just think how incredible is that? I mean, that's that's why you can hear the sound of my voice right now. This opens so many doors. Uh, you can look at everyone out there as far as uh, as uh, the pace setter you're trying to find, a coach or a consultant you can look at everyone out there, find someone that resonates with you, that you believe in, that and, and, and pull them in and get them on your team and push yourself to new levels at a pace faster than you could have done on your own. And then the goal is that maybe eventually over time, you outrun that pace setter and you are in control. But without that pace setter, it's going to be much slower and you're, you're probably not going to learn the lessons that you could have just on your own. I've said this before many times, but I strongly believe that probably 99.99% of all of us on this planet are living far below our potential, myself included. We're all trying to figure out how to get to the next level, how to prioritize the different opportunities and directions that we can go. 
you only get one life, one shot at all of this. So why risk not getting the highest results possible? Why? There's no reason. There isn't, there's no reason not to push yourself to get to where you want to be in your life. So I hope that this resonated with some of you out there. If you're listening and you feel motivated, stop and decide right now what you're going to do to make 2023 the best year as far as your growth in in your practice or in your life, in reaching those goals that you've been telling yourself the last few years that you want to get. Do it. Do it now. Make this year the best year ever so that at some point you can look back and say, oh, yeah, that was the year that I pushed myself. I decided that I was not going to settle for anything less. And it is a life changer, I promise. And if any of you are interested, reach out to any of us, myself, Derek, Justin, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. Feel free to message us and uh, let us know what your goals are and if you would like to find a way in, in working together. Or if you're interested in starting TLP Academy and holding yourself accountable. There's different rights and wrongs for for every person. There's no judgment. And we understand that an important part of this process is feeling good about the person that you're working with and also the person you're working with feeling good about working with you. So feel free to reach out to any of us. Take care, everyone, and have a great week and crush it. Take care. We'll see you. Average, sicker than your average.